Welcome to Fifth Street Gym Podcast number four. We are sitting here today. Uh, Dino is off uh, training somebody, uh, one of the fighters, and filling in for him is our partner, Sifu Anthony Fontana. And here we have Miss Nina Spencer, otherwise known as Ma Spencer. <laughs> She's the one responsible for, for Coach Dino's presence and um, his vivacious personality. So um, let me just start off by saying, so... What's your favorite story of your son, Dino, growing up? He keeps telling the story when he, he got beat up and he came home one time. Uh, he tell got us beat about up that. a lot. That's why he's here training people. <laughs> There's many stories. Uh, he got the, the, we were going out, so you have an alarm on your car. So, some, so my son, I said, don't touch the car. The, car, the alarm's going to go off. So naturally, him and his cousin, they touch the car and the alarm goes off. So I'm yelling at them, screaming at them, what'd you do that for? We're outside, I'm yelling. And a, a kid comes by with his mother, and he's a news, newspaper boy that passes out the newspapers. And he goes, ha ha, your ass got kicked. That's it, I lost it. I said, go get that kid, beat the crap out of that kid. So we jumped in the car, the lady's walking with her son, and I jump in the car, we're all in the car, we drive, and we catch up with them. And the mother's trying to hold her son, and my son is, I said, punch him, get him, kick him, kick him. And the mother's trying to hold her son away from Dino, and I said, get him. I said, what kind of mother are you? You let your son talk like that and do things like that. What's wrong with you? I, sh I should have been beating her up, is what it should have been. But anyway, so that's one of the stories. That's one of the stories that Dino loves to tell. <laughs> um, now, a lot of people don't know, you got your black belt when you were 67 years old. No, 60. 60? Yes. Okay, 60 years old, um, Mott Spencer got her, her belt. I remember you coming over to the apartment and having, do you remember, she used to walk up, uh, the building I used to live in had uh, 44 flights, and she went oh, up 44 yeah. flights of steps, uh, she got a black eye, her son gave her a black, not himself, but during the test. Tell us a little bit about starting training at, at an age where most people are ready to retire. Well, I started at 49. 49. And I worked at uh, the Kung Fu School in Chicago. So in between working, I would take the classes, and that's what happened. And then it took me 11 years, though. It took me a long time, and I finally got a, a black belt. So. And then... That's true. That's true. It's great that you're committed to it. A lot of people they, um, at that age, they're like, oh, I can't move, right? I can't this. I know I've been here for almost two years, and you inspired me more. You move better than everybody else. So age is, oh, age is just like, um, you know, an understatement when it comes to training. So having you here and having people see you, is like a blessing in disguise. You know? I wish my grandmother was like moving this way. So really, really, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm glad I showed up today. <laughs> so now you two have been working together for about two years. Sometimes Dino's gone, so it's either the three of us or it's the two of you. What's uh, what's the, your favorite thing about Sifu Anthony working with him? What do you like? Well, because he's very dedicated to what he does, and he's always here, and he teaches so many different things. So we, when he came, we had a variety of martial arts instead of just boxing. So that was great, and, and everybody likes him, and he's a good teacher. I, take no, I don't his know classes. about everybody. <laughs> come on, come some, on. Some people <laughs> like him. Someday, someday. I take his yeah. classes, and yeah. they're hard, and it's great. So yeah, I'm glad to have him. Speaking of taking classes, how many classes? You, you still take classes. You're what, 94 years old oh, right now? <laughs> how old are you exactly? 89. I lose track. 76. 76 years old. <laughs> and you take classes pretty much at I least five like, days a week. Five days a week. And then tell us about like when you teach and taking classes, what, what motivates you at 
let's just say, the golden years of your life taking these classes, where most people are either checking out or checking into a, an old retirement home. You, you're here every day. Yeah, I don't want to go to retirement home, so I try to keep myself moving so that I, I don't have to do that, and I don't want to be have to walk slow and be crippled. So if I keep working out, I stay loose, I stay good health and you know i just feel better it just it's great it's a good feeling keep moving keep moving yeah you got to keep moving yeah on the hudson at what 90 something yeah like, did you really yeah yeah i think it was like 92 or 94 or something like that. it was crazy you had like the juice maker and all that stuff yeah yeah yeah, so the, yeah. it's a clear testament do not stop keep training keep moving so now that the two of you are a little more, in, I mean, Dino and I have that background, of course, but we're more in the boxing now. Like with the martial arts background, how does it differ from the boxing to you guys? What, what do you see, think is different between the boxers and maybe like an MMA or martial arts? I'll, or, say, I'll say it like this. When it comes to the difference between a boxer or a fighter, rather, and a martial artist, you tell a, a boxer, give me 100 jab crosses, they'll give you 1,000. Show a martial artist one technique, they want a thousand. Understand? So the commitment level is totally different. Even though I'm a certain type of martial artist, like, I have a boxing background. I started with boxing, so I understood that repetition, repetition, repetition. The thing with the other fighters compared to the martial artists is that they have a specific goal to be champion or to win and stuff like that. Where martial artist does it as a recreational, martial arts, self-defense. The fighter really takes a, a lonely path. It's a, it's a hard path because they accept the fact that they're gonna their body's gonna get damaged. You know they're gonna have great days. They're gonna have days where they're very depressed, but yet they keep coming because that's the only way you get better. Obviously, if they're not getting better, they should rethink <laughs> their path. But for the most part, there is progress. And I think the fighter then, even the martial arts, this is where the similarity comes in. Because of the training, they discover more about themselves. So, um, and then hopefully they tend to live a better life. Apply what they're learning in the ring or in the gym, and they add that to their work that they do with their families and stuff like that to gotcha. be better overall. So. And uh, so, okay, so speaking about boxing, uh, you're sort of a boxing expert, you know your boxing. Who is your favorite boxer slash fighter of all time? Rocky Marciano. That was quick and easy. <laughs> Why? What is it about Rocky Marciano? Aside from the fact that he's Italian, probably. Yeah, right, that uh, helps and that he was an ch uh, undefeated champion and a very powerful person. He didn't, he was, like I said, he was no Sugar Ray Robinson, but what he lacked in that, he lacked in strength and power and a, a very uh, technical person, worked out hard. That's why I liked him. Got you. For, so uh, how about you, uh, Sifu? Who's your favorite boxer of all time? Mike Tyson. Um, I mean, come on, you're talking about the most vicious man in the ring. He really inspired me. My fighting style is based on an inside fighter. One, I wasn't blessed with height, but to knock people out in, what, eight, nine seconds? You know what that mean? Liver shot and that uppercut. I mean, the guy intimidated me so much as a kid that even, like, in his Mike Tyson punch-out video game, right, I was nervous playing and fighting him, too, and I'm, that's how, like, powerful this guy was or inspirational he was to me. And, um, yeah, I still think to this day, pound for pound, he's the greatest, personally. No. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how about people fighting today? Who do you like that's fighting today that you watch, that you like? Um, and, and today's, you know, the guys that are fighting today. I like Lomachenko. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree with her. Yeah. yeah. And the reason you guys like uh, Lomachenko? Because he 
because he's Who's got two losses, by the way, in eight fights? No, it's, it's not okay. Gonna, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> that's not nice. No, I mean, again, just kidding. If I see you, just kidding. Fighters win, lose. I mean, yeah, they win, lose. I like Lomachenko. But what, but what is it about you? Like his style, his, his ring generalship? And yes, absolutely. All those things. Yes, and he's a tough guy. He's very gotcha. tough. Yeah. Just the way he moves, the zoning, you know, the, the body pressure that he has. I mean, it's just, it, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, the fact that he danced for years and it, you see it. Yeah, you can see it in the fight. I'm glad that people yeah. are, like, understanding his game now. But, like, for a while, it's like, you know, he was dominating. You know, you put pressure on someone about him. You know, people are just quick giving up round six, round seven, because he's breaking the mind. You break the mind, you break the will, you win the fight, basically. So that's, that's pretty genius on his part. Yeah, it's funny you say that because uh, one of the other podcasts we were speaking about confidence and the difference between people. You know, between the top guys and lower level guys or mid level guys or journeymen, is really the confidence that somebody has within himself. But I'd be remiss not to talk about uh, this with uh, two Italians. Uh, food. Oh, wait, speaking so, of food, right? Sorry. Speaking can I, of food. Go ahead. I, have a great, I know you're asking the questions, but I have something that's been, and I should have asked this years ago, because you are a, good, a very good chef, a very good cook. I think so. I know so. I've had your meals. Oh. But your son. Now, what is it <laughs> that, like, that you would make that just made him like go crazy for him. You know? Crazy. Like like I have something that my mom would make all the time. Yeah. If she made it I wouldn't share it with anyone. And my mm. brothers got mad at me because I mm. ate it all. <laughs> but like is there something like growing up or that he like something that he holds dearly with his heart that you know that you ever made him? Well just no, just pasta with yeah, meat sauce. Exactly simple. It. So pasta that's meat it. sauce. Yeah, so like a good ragu, like yeah, that kind of thing. Ragu right? and yeah, that's it. And he loves gnocchi, so Yeah. My mine's my my mom's pasta padan, pasta and potatoes. Very yeah. simple dish, but I would run home and like I'd get there before my brothers and they'd get mad at me because you, you ate, know, it, I, I ate everything. Back to food. Back to food. She answered the question, yes. but uh, you used to have a cannoli company, if I'm not mistaken, yes. in New York. Yes, I did. And you've so, made millions. Of, how many cannolis would you say you've made in your life? Oh man. Um, I know this isn't boxing talk, but you know, no, no, uh, we love when, food. When it comes that's to it. This, the physical cannoli or the actual distribution of the the creams and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like how many cannolis would you say you've made in your life? I would say I must have fed twenty million. 20 million cannolis you've made. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but I had a very, very big company. And, um, <clears throat> I mean, I remember there were there were feasts that I do, and in, in 10 days I went through two tons of cream. And we're talking maybe 40,000 cannoli shells in 10 days. So did you make the cannoli shells too, or yeah, no? I, I did, and then I couldn't keep up, so then I had a company that I had to help me, because I was like, here, I'm fucking rolling all these little, excuse my language, I'm, <laughs> I'm rolling all these things, I'm putting them in the tin cylinders or the wood cylinders, I'm frying, took too much time, I couldn't keep up. So then I found the baker that could help me and stuff like that, you know, pump it out all the time. And um, yeah, that was from 2007 to 2012, we had a good five year run. It's just, it's funny, like, from cannolis to boxing to martial arts. And <laughs> just, I was also in the music business, too, for a while, too. A lot of, no, that, that's another that's show. Other, that's, that's a, a different show. Thing. But, yeah, the food, you know, I think, uh, yeah, it's an Italian. And tell about your restaurant. restaurant. I grew up, my, you know, my family has a restaurant in New York City, Little Italy. Delicious. So Everybody that's how I grew up making pastries and stuff. It's called Caffeine Opera. And, um, but I think, though, you need an outlet. Especially with uh, the Italian families, so boxing and martial arts definitely, definitely help. So another question I want to ask you guys, going back to boxing, we always go back to food in a minute here because we're, we're winding down. Uh, what is your favorite fight of all time? Would it oh, be a Marciano yeah. fight no, or would, no, be, no. would it be somebody else? What's your no. favorite boxing match fight of all time? Uh, what's his name? If you can watch it again. <laughs> I'm old, I can't think of names, but you know, the old fighter that fought in his 40s. Uh, George Foreman, Sugar no, no, Robinson, back, back, back. Carmen Basilio. Light heavyweight. 
Come on. Light heavyweight stories. I can't think. Ask him and then I'll come back no. to me. All right, go ahead. I, I Favorite any, fight of all time? I don't have an answer for that. I don't, I can't recall. I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. I'm trying. I just, I really, I mean, because there, there's been so many where you're on your edge. And like, come on. And it's like, all right. I will let you know. Okay, okay. which is it? Archie Moore and the Canadian guy, they fought in, uh, I don't know, I can't think of his name. He's a French-Canadian fighter. And they fought in the, say, like 1960, somewhere late 50s, and it was a battle. That was the best fight I've ever seen with Archie Moore. Archie Moore was down and out, and he came back and won that fight. And he later, I think he fought. Uh, I don't know. He, 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 he lost, but I remember he lost to Ali Archie Moore in four. So, if you, uh, what I want to say, my favorite fight of all time, I don't say if it's the best fight of all time, but my favorite fight of all time is uh, Foreman versus Ali. And the reason I like that fight is, uh, you know, Ali was in his prime. Nobody beat him. Everyone knows that. He came back, lost to Frazier, got his jaw broken, and it was seven years later. Everyone had him counted out. He was, I think, 32 years old at the time. Foreman was uh, 24, 26. Uh, they thought he was going to get killed in that fight. And he came back after seven years after having his belt taken away from him. And um, everyone knows the rumble in the jungle, I believe October 24th and 26th. And in that fight, he beat, and the only person to ever stop, George Foreman, who came back to win the heavyweight championship of the world, 46. Uh, and there's something about that fight, and if you ever watch the movie Ali, it ends with that scene where, he's, where he wins the fight. And to me, that's the favorite fight. I, I, I've watched that, that fight with Muhammad at least, got to be 20, 30 times, and he loved it. And that's my favorite fight of all time. So uh, I wanted to throw that in there. Was that his favorite fight, too? Uh, was that his favorite I think fight? he liked that one in uh, Lee Frazier 3 Thrill in Manila. So uh, we're, we're going over here. I want to thank everyone for joining us for episode four. I want to thank uh, Nina Spencer, Matt Spencer, and Sifu Anthony, who's filling in for Coach Dino. And we will see you in the next episode, I believe episode five, with uh, Christian Thune. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you soon. I am the greatest. <laughs>